Say it again. You are listening to the Dull Crayons. We're here in the crayon box. I am not your host, but I am doing the introduction. My name is Diana. I'm a kindergarten teacher in private school in New York City. And with me today is our actual host. Gabriel Zuger. I am the, the dullard for the hour, uh, host of the Dull Crayons, uh, as well as other podcasts on the 87 Network. And uh, yeah, here with uh, Dirty Diana today. I'm here. And you know, uh, uh, Gabe was really struggling with uh, how to lead in with the show. Lean in. <laughs> I always lean in in the meetings. Um, how to lead in in the show. And I happen to sing. It, it's, it, it, um, it's May now uh, of 2018. Yeah. And I sang, it's gonna be May, which is like the meme of that May it, that 1st. That has been out there, yeah. That is the meme of May 1st. Seen that it's one. gonna be me from NSYNC. It's right. gonna be May. But, ironically, on April 30th, NSYNC received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. See, this is when I started to they get paranoid. They really should have done it on May 1st. It's gonna be May. This like, is when I started to get paranoid and start reading, you know, from scriptures and, like, doing numerology when synchronicity like that happens in such a way that you're like, this can't be coincidence. How is it that on April 30th, they got their star? 2018. Like, NSYNC broke up, like, when I was still in college. Yeah. In, like, 2003. I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Like, it's not like, okay, so, like, RuPaul, and if you don't know, I'm obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul got the star on the Walk of Fame uh, last month. But here's the thing. RuPaul started as, like, in the clubs in the 90s and was very popular in New York. Okay. Maybe not necessarily in the rest of the nation, but then RuPaul, over the past 10 years, has resurgence, made drag a viable commercial art form. So, yeah, yeah, you deserve a star now, even though you've literally been around since, like, the early 90s. Right. Possibly late 80s. That makes sense. InSync has done nothing of relevance from 2003 to 2018, aside from Joey Fatone doing men's hair loss ads and Lance Bass paying a boatload of money to go to the moon right so basically what basically what we're saying is that hard hard for a drag personality to get any recognition you know three decades ago basically is what we're saying right right and but but continues to do their work right grinds it out every fucking year winds up changing the culture right and is eventually in, recognized in their, in their late 50s and early is eventually 60s recognized yeah. And a boy band that was the flavor of the minute. Right, after the, Backstreet Boys. In the, yeah, a second act, a second banana, really. Now, they, they received popularity, I think we can safely say, above Backstreet Boys. But they're a following act. The No I Strings mean, Attached album, certainly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but bye, bye, bye. Slayed the competition. But, but they are total copycats. And, and totally overshadowed by their own... You know, rising star sure. Justin Timberlake, right? Of course. So Justin what, Timberlake. What are we is, actually saying? They got their star for Justin again? Timberlake is the only solo act off of a boy band that has found the success. The only single one. 
That's he, exactly he's right. He's literally the only one. And he has probably changed the culture. I mean, it's safe. I, 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 I won't even, I won't even qualify it with the word probably. Let Maybe. me take well, that back. He has brothers. changed the culture in, I'm sure, as significant a way as RuPaul has. Like he has made significant cultural contributions to, you know, right. the the what hemisphere are we in? The Western Hemisphere? Yeah, yeah the Western Hemisphere. The Northwestern Hemisphere. Here's here's what here's here's my theory, because I, I teach in a Chinese English speaking classroom and I work with a woman who is Chinese. And if she knows who the pop star is, the American pop star, because you know China like you can't get content. Wall of silence. <laughs> Wall of internet fucking you, silence. You can't get the con- she's in her she's in her mid twenties. Yeah. So she should. So culturally, if she was here, she would know a lot of American culture. But she right. was in China, right? Like literally four years ago, right? If she knows, they still haven't found out Prince is dead yet. If she, if she knows who the who the pop star is, they've done their job. Yeah. Like, so she knows right. Britney Spears. They put the work in. She knows right. Britney Spears. She has never heard of Christina right. Aguilera. Does she know who the fuck Demi Lovato is? No. Selena Gomez? No. How about Justin Bieber? But she knows Timberlake. She knows Timberlake. So that's, that's, this is, this is what I'm saying. Does she know the Biebs? Tell me if she knows the Biebs or not. Justin Bieber, she's told me, is banned in China because he did something. Because <laughs> he, he, he made sex in Brazil. He, with... No, no, no. He, did so, he actually did something in a concert in China and the government's like, nope, shut down oh, the Biebs. Shit. Oh, the Bieber shit. is not even allowed into China ever He probably again. brought the monkey out or something. He literally is never allowed back to China. That's what she said. He can't even go to, to, the, to the Disney in China? Shanghai Disney? Can't even go to Shanghai Disney? It's out, baby. It's out. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Shanghai. And it's not Shanghai, it's Shanghai. Shanghai. Yeah. So you, get it right, Bieber. Speaking of, I think in our last episode, I neglected to get my uh, daily uh, Chinese lesson in. Oh, okay. Uh, would, you, would you care to do the honors? Sure. I'll teach you a phrase. Yeah. And <laughs> you'll, have phrase to re- you'll have to repeat after me, <laughs> even though go. you don't know what I'm saying. Okay. So should I do it slowly, one one character at a time? First? No, let's just do it fast. Let's uh, just okay. gut through this thing. Um, 我有大屁股. 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 I just you just said I have a big butt in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> How do I say so big it can't fit in my pants? <laughs> that that you're right. gonna have We're gonna to work on that. Consult a real right. Chinese speaking. Because I need a follow up. Well, no, it's funny. Well, I do. I speak in a in a um. I I work in a, a dual language school, and last year I was in the Spanish, English kinder uh, kindergarten. This year I'm in the Chinese English kindergarten, mm-hmm. and I am the only non Chinese person in the program because the other class, um, both the English speaking and the Chinese speaking teacher are both Chinese, mm-hmm. but I'm the only white person. <laughs> so they like really enjoy teaching me. Yeah, you're you're their punching there's, there's, bag. There's there's one teacher in particular that thinks it's funny to teach me bad words. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway. yeah. So Beautiful. anyway, the point of the story is Justin Timberlake did his community service yesterday. Well, I'm really I'm really really glad that we've taken this trip, uh, not only to the Walk of Fame, but also to uh, tell me how to say it again, Shang 
Shanghai, Shanghai, Shanghai. Shang meaning up and Hai meaning sea, up sea. To because it's up from the sea. That's up, the town. Up sea, up, up sea. sea. Perfect. Shanghai. See, I like, Shang, I like, yeah. I like names that are logical. Names that are logical. Everything make sense to in me. Chinese is logical. A Beautiful. flashlight is literally translates to hand light cylinder. Hand light cylinder. That's exactly <laughs> what I want flashlight to be. Yeah. Yes. That is That's literally. Right. Like, like I think lightning is sky electricity. So efficient. It's everything. It's, well, you know, it's, it's poetry. You know, it's funny. Uh, another thing it's you might—it's a language of poetry. It's a language of logic. Here's the other thing about about um about this. This is an interesting fact. So, uh, some of you may have known from previous podcasts. I know a lot about Disney. Um, I I I would would not label myself as a Disney historian, but I'm pretty close. Um, however, Disney when Disney opened in in Shanghai in China, you know, like Disney's really cute about it, right? And they and they they have like like the name of like a ride, for example, is like Winnie the Pooh's Honey 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 Pot Adventure, or yeah, whatever, right? But like the Chinese are so logical that they're like, but what does it do? What does it do? Right? Of they're course, like, we we. You what can't is, just say that. You can't just say like Winnie the Pooh's honey pot. That's a lie because there's never going to be a honey pot here. Even right? though you're like, sitting in a fucking honey but pot, like, but there's no gonna, there's not going to be honey. So like, what does so it? So they do? literally had so to they change, describe the mechanisms no, so of they, it. So they had to change all of the names of all of the rides. Yes. So the Chinese could be like, because they just want to know what it does. Right. So basically, they changed it from like Pooh's honey pot spin or honey pot adventure to, um, Winnie the Pooh's. Sit in a car and spin around. That's like literally what like, and of course it still says in English like Pooh's Honey Adventure or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. When I was in Shang- when I was in Shanghai Disney, I did not ride that ride because it just is the teacups. Right, it's the teacups with the honey pots. But it's all. fucking brilliant because that's the thing is if you asked a kid in America, do you want to ride Alice's teacups? They'd probably say yes, not having any idea what it is necessarily. Right, but if you say, do you want to ride... all over themselves. Do you want to go a teacup that spins around in circle? For 45 minutes. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. 45 yeah. seconds. Do you want to ride Vomit Comet? <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Actually, I'll right. pass. Yeah. I'll, I'll take I'll take the... Uh, what's the Seven Dwarves? It's the it's Seven Dwarves roller coaster oh it's the seven dwarves mine train mine train the seven dwarves so they actually have this okay this is the seven dwarves mine train they built two of them at the same time they built one in disney world and one in shanghai and it says in english seven dwarves mine train and then underneath it is a million chinese characters (laughs) so i'm sure it's like it's an essay this is a roller coaster that sways from (laughs) side to side but Bells it's not. Off. But it's not too crazy, and kids can go on it. Like I literally think that that's what it says. Like it's so. I actually okay. Easily my favorite ride in Disney, and now my favorite new Chinese poem. Oh, is I the took description you on that, didn't it. I? Yes. I did take you on that. We did go on that together. Uh, the one in Shanghai is a single ride. There's a single rider line, which is nice. They don't nice. have that in Florida. Like I don't that. know why they didn't like that. But um. I I am not I was going to everything's bigger in Shanghai that's for sure but I was not I was actually going to go to China to in teach Shanghai. in Shanghai size does matter <laughs> it, Shanghai I don't know if you've ever been to that city but it's one of those places where everything is comically large mm-hmm. like every billboard every street is so wide and everything is so 
big and like it's, do you think it is a joke do you think, think the city planners there were just like it'll be so funny if Shaq think, came here one day and just felt normal size. yeah he would no honestly everything in Shanghai is beautiful beautifully well appointed but everything is so large and I don't understand why which makes sense which is why when they did build a Disney World they did their research and they made everything huge the castle's huge the walkways are huge everything is like Really, really big. But I do want to go to, to Shanghai Disney with a Chinese person one day mm-hmm. just to get, like, translations and a read and, like, I don't know. I like it. You I only went with one white person, which was my husband last time. Well, this reminds me of the Conan bit when he went to the Korean spa with one of his, like, Korean producers. Oh, so funny. It's a terrific, Oh, I have seen the that. The best When bit. he gets it, like, the sand and stuff. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. It's and a then, good bit. And then, yes, bit. he gets, you know, beaten with the leaves and the towels and everything. And then he says, they took my skin. Yeah. And I want to die. But here's, okay, so here's the difference, I think, between, and now I'm going to bring up children and education. Um, the difference between Chinese children and, let's say, like, America. So, like, I was in China for, I was in China for a month over the summer. And I was with a Chinese woman, my my co-teacher, you know, and, uh, you know, she would be speaking Chinese. Let's say we were in Beijing and she'd be speaking Chinese and then all of a sudden she'd switch to English to talk to me and my husband. And like there were there were some times where people actually asked her. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how do you know these people like, you know, um, and she would explain, and, and, and anytime, it's really interesting, anytime someone, this happened in Disney in China, and this happened a few times when I was in Beijing, but especially with her, if there was a child, like, just looking at the same lily pad and out, out at the lotus flower that I was looking at, the parent would would notice immediately that I probably am an English-speaking person. Yeah. And would, like, like tap their child and would say in Chinese, say hello, say welcome to China, like oh. converse with these because they want them to speak another language. Right, right. You know what I mean? They want them it's about having these real encounters, right? And, and, being like, able and, to and, and, and every kid now, now, nowadays, and like I, I think since the late '90s, especially, every kid in China is learning English. Right. Like that, maybe like 15 years ago, that wasn't a thing, but every mm-hmm. kid in China is learning English mm-hmm. now. So they're, they see that and they see an opportunity for their child to like converse in English, which is, I guess, if you're at some random park in Beijing, is not going to happen to you all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, literally like, these meek children be like, hello, how are you? Welcome to China, you know, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I would, you know, and I would, of course, like, uh, you know, s- converse back. But I feel like in America, that wouldn't be the case. Probably not. You wouldn't, you wouldn't like go to a Chinese restaurant and encourage your child to like attempt Chinese. Probably not. You know what's really because, funny, or is... or even Spanish for that matter. You right. know what I mean? It's like a weird. No. So like, why? And I think this is why we're like thirty seventh in place in education because mm-hmm. we don't encourage these kinds of moments. Right. Like we were waiting in line. We were waiting in a lot of lines in Shanghai Disney, Shanghai Disney, and like teenagers would just come up to us and be like. Like, you know, they would, like, the teenagers would converse and be like, okay, you're the one with the best English. You could see this in Chinese. You talk to the white people. Right. And it's interesting, like, and and there was always someone brave enough to do it. Now, do you think this is just because you're a, like, 
terrifically approachable person it because could, not every not every no, English true. speaker going to a foreign country you know looks as happy and joyful as you do it's like true. if I'm there standing in line I'm probably looking like I want to fucking kill myself but, and I don't think they're coming up to me but when you go to when you go to when you go to especially when you go to Asian Disney theme parks you will be the only non-Asian person there all day okay like you go Except for Hong Kong Disneyland, because Hong Kong is a more multicultural city. Mm-hmm. But you go to Tokyo Disneyland, you go to Shanghai Disneyland, you will be one of six white people you see all day. And somehow it makes you the most popular person and in the entire does. park. And it does. And you're when more you're, popular than Cinderella at that moment. When and when your park. husband is blonde haired, blue eyed Aryan, <laughs> you draw a lot more attention to yourself in Asia yeah. than you would think. Yeah. So I think that's also it. Like like. I would not be making eye contact, but they would just. I, I know, know with like, your with your straight black but, hair, you're almost passing right, over there until I turn but around. He's, <laughs> but he's but, completely but, different. But it's but it's true. Wearing but, a fucking but, neon sign. But but you're right. I am I am more approachable, and like teenagers would look at me, and like in in China, online while we're waiting for like you know Pirates of the Caribbean, um, and I would just go, Nihao Ma, and they'd be like, oh. You know, like, whatever, like, damn, you know. Can we talk, uh, since we're on the topic of Disney, can we talk about one of my favorite Disney concepts, which I'm pretty sure is one of your least favorite Disney concepts, um, and I'm gonna forget the terminology for it already, but it's when a small child dresses up like a princess, is it galloping or something, and, and goes through the parks as that princess... A small child, or or, like, or or a teen, or whatever. Oh, bounding, bounding. That's it. Not galloping. So bounding. That that, that's not a small child. I see. Yes. No. This is an Instagram. It's like a millennial. Uh, it's a millennial. An Instagram queen. Yeah. Yeah. Millennial. Right. So yeah. I so I've I have been going to Disney parks on a regular basis for seventeen years. And when I say regular, I'm I'm talking like once every three months. And I've been to all the theme parks on in around the world. A, it was not cool to go to a Disney park as an adult and be a fan until the birth of Instagram. Right. And then all of a sudden, right. you're like, it's so cool to go to Disney as an adult. Right. And not only is it cool, like you have to have the this insane Instagram presence. Now, I think this is more common in Disneyland than Disney World. I find this more common in California. Than Florida because California is a locals park. Yeah, and the people in California are more passionate about their Disney than the Floridians. As that's, far as millennials, that's so weird. As far as millennials, but it's so weird considering everybody knows that the California Disney is inferior to the Florida Disney. I disagree with that in a oh, lot okay. of ways. I think I don't think bigger is necessarily better. Unless Disneyland, it's, Disneyland, unless it's Shanghai. Shanghai is a whole different story, but Tokyo is still the best Disney resort in the world. Okay. And that was 1983. Uh-huh. Is this a smaller Disney? Is that is that what we're saying? Just... No. Okay. So, this is... Disneyland... Get back to California versus Disneyland, Florida. Disneyland is the original. It's yeah. the only one that Walt breathed in, so people have, like, a very... Walt did not build any other Disney but Disneyland. The only park he's ever been in was Disneyland. 
I see. So, th- so in that way, do like, they do they have his footprints sort of like bronzed throughout the, the place? Knows? Is this like the Passion of the Christ? Is this, do people follow do the path the that film, Disney walked? The only film ever filmed in Disneyland was Saving Saving Mr. Banks. No, I didn't. That know is the that. only f- movie ever filmed ever in a Disney park. Really, Saving Silverman wasn't filmed in a Disney park. Just Saving Mr. Banks. Forgetting Sarah Marshall wasn't Tom filmed Hanks. there. Tom Hanks. How about Saving Private Ryan? Was that filmed in? TV shows have been, there's definitely been Full House specials, Modern Family, but as far as movies, cinematic movies, Saving Mr. Banks is the only Motherfucker, Full House didn't go anywhere except for Hawaii to sing with the Beach Boys. No, they went to Disneyland because they were on ABC and ABC, Disney owns ABC. They went, they went from San Fran to, to Disneyland? Disney World, they actually went They to. went to Disney World? They film... Okay, so if you're going to see a TV show with Disney in it, Modern Family, well, that's always going to be in Florida. Okay. I don't know why. Gotcha. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Okay, so Disneyland is like the purest Disney fan Disney, California. Disney World, which of course was the second park, the second resort in 1971... Well, it was already dead, and they made it. They made it bigger. But then here's the thing with Disney World. Like the thing I like about all the Disneylands in the world is you can go in like one day, two days, and get the whole experience. Disney World, you need like nine days. Okay. It's a different. It's just a different. It's. And and the culture of Orlando or, or of that surrounding area is theme park. Mm-hmm. So like the culture of Disney. Of, of Disneyland is California. So your talent's better because LA is close by. Right. It's just a different thing. Tokyo. Florida's a swamp, so the meth is close by. Right. You know, you got all the good when things. When Tokyo down there. Disneyland opened in 1983, it was built to mimic Disney World. Mm-hmm. So you walk into. Tokyo Disneyland, and you're like, okay, am I in Florida? Or this is the I one that Japan? this is the one that uh, Frederick Olmsted designed, right? Tokyo Disney, Olmsted. He designed Central Park, then he did Prospect Park, and then he did Tokyo uh, Disney, right? He actually he he wrote it in blood. It was it was the last dying uh, cartography that he ever did. He designed it and then passed. Never set foot in it, just like Disney. Never set foot in Epcot, even though it was like his piece de resistance, right? Yes, it's gonna but he be never the, built it. The living of the future, right? Uh, but right, he but never Walt, got Walt's to be Epcot, there. That is not what uh, what's Walt, Walt's vision was. They changed the whole thing. Oh, okay. They changed the whole thing. Okay. However, so originally, Tokyo Disneyland, if you want the whole... Tokyo Disneyland was going to open... Give me the in abridged. The, in the 60s. Yeah. Not the 80s. Shut the fuck up. Before Disney World in Florida was designed... There, they started building uh, Disneyland in in, in Nada. Again, this which, was this was before Matthew Perry opened up the the doors to Japan. Even <laughs> I mean, like there was still there was still so, seven samurai Walt, roaming the earth. Walt, Walt. So there's this guy. There was like this guy that was like the head of like amusements in Japan. He went to Disneyland in the fifties, in the late fifties. And wanted to personally meet with Walt because he is the head of amusement in Japan. Mm-hmm. And said, I need to bring this to Japan. Now, <laughs> Walt wanted to, like, buy, uh, um, like close all gaps between Japan and America because of World War II. 
Mm-hmm. So right. he's like, sure, let's build. Let's heal. Let's heal and yeah. let's build a Disneyland there. I love it. Let's give the, the world 60s. a Coke and let's build a Disneyland on every fucking continent. Right. So so they were going to build it. So they said, let's do it in Tokyo. And he said, no, not Tokyo. Let's do it in Nara, which is the original capital of Japan. Boom. Which is blown. no longer. Right. So they built it in Nara and they were they built everything. Main Street. So good. Main Street, USA. Tomorrowland. They built everything. And they were close to completion. They were pretty much, it was built. And then there was a licensing dispute about the characters. And Walt pulled out. Well, this guy, Kunioko, whatever his name was. Yeah. He said, well, fuck it. That motherfucker already built Disney here. So I'm opening it with my own characters, my own licensing. Hells yeah. I'm the fucking Jungle. king. I'm the king. I'm the emperor of entertainment Jungle or amusement Cruise. over Jungle here. Jungle Cruise is there. Like, so this park operated... From 66 to 2006. Fucking unlicensed Disney. Unlicensed I love it. Disney. That's awesome. That's but, so fucking but pirate. Built, but built by Walt Disney himself. That's so fucking There's a pirate. castle, and it looks just like Disneyland California. Okay, it closed in 2006 because when Tokyo Disney actually opened, no one went to not. It's called Nada Dreamland. Nobody went there anymore. It closed Damn. in 2006. So when it closed... They left it. They just left it. Yeah. Everyone walked away. Ghost town. Ghost town. So these blo- these tr- these trip bloggers were just walking in. Yeah, I bet you there's some sick tags up in there now. But like overgrown. It looked. I watched the videos on YouTube. It looks amazing. They yeah. knocked it down like four months ago. Oh fuck! Out of here. Yeah. What garbage. And they're gonna build senior housing. But the original Tokyo Disneyland was knocked down recently so classic for the japanese to take care of their ancestors right. and care for their of seniors course, of course instead of having an awesome fucking Abandoned overgrown apocalypse style disneyland. disneyland it looked really cool and, I, and i'm really mad i never got i never think about the movies I, that think about I, the movies that could have been shot at that fucking setting because if i would have went to not a dreamland then i could officially say i've been to every disneyland in the world because that counts no, that doesn't count. All right, whatever. You're not missing anything because it's not there. But I mean, they, and of course, like from '66 to 2006, they built their own cheap ass rides. Like it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't operate like a Disney. No, of course, yeah. right? They made shit up. So anyway, yeah, they had Mickey Mouse instead of Mickey Mouse. You know, <laughs> Mickey, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey, Mickey Mouse, whatever it is. I don't know. But listen, or Mi Lao Shu in Chinese. I'm really. I'm really, really glad that we took this trip uh, to California, to Florida, to, to Tokyo, China, to China, and to Tokyo. We didn't even talk about Disneyland Paris, but that's okay. It doesn't even matter because um, I wanted to ask you a question, a, a sort yes. of globe-trotting question. Sure. I would like you to fill in the following phrase. Are you ready? Okay. okay. Where is it? Where in the world is... Carmen San Diego. Where... In the world is Carmen San Diego. We're talking about Carmen San Diego. We are. Uh, because Netflix has apparently optioned this. Felicia Rashad, right? This property, not Felicia Rashad. Who, who was, what, she was in it, though. I right? believe she was she in was the, the original. Chief. Yes, she was Chief. She, she was the voice of Chief. And then right yes. after she filmed uh, that, she did a, she did a pre show in. Um, 
in one of the Disney rides, you know, like before you go on the oh, ride. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's she's in there as like some kind of paleontologist for the dinosaur ride. I'm oh, like, yo, what's shit. up, Felicia Rashad? That's fucking amazing. Anyway. Good connection. Mrs. Huxtable. But so we have here. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about Mr. Huxtable. Yeah, we're you know not. what I mean? We're not even going. 30 years, baby. All right. So. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, pervert, as they say. Well, bye-bye-bye is in sync would tell you. (laughs) Hollywood Walk of Fame legends right there. Callback. Queen of the callbacks. First lady of the pod. Dirty Diana. Crushing it right now. It's coming full circle. Okay, so So Carmen Sandiego. Netflix has acquired Carmen Sandiego. Netflix is Are they showing the shows? Listen, they are going fucking buck wild with Carmen Sandiego right now. Not only are it's they coming like, out. It's not like they're Disney that bought Star Wars. Not they only, bought Carmen Sandiego. Not only, but listen, they think this property is so valuable. Okay. They are optioning a, a live action film to star Gina Rodriguez. Okay. They're going to have an animated show to go okay. along with this. Sure. They're coming out with new books. There's going to be a whole line of, a line of books being released in 2019 they are going Carmen San Diego fucking buck wild. And uh, my question to you is, is this going to work? Because the people Here. who know Carmen San Diego are us. Right. We are we are elder millennials, right? Elder I'm a zenial. I'm a zenial. Are you a zenial? I sure am. Oh, okay. See, I'm I'm on the edge. I'm, I'm 30 I'm, I'm 36 years old. Gotcha, so yeah. Gotcha. Fair. I was I was born in 81. So yeah. But this, but this property means a lot to you, right? Sure, I yeah, I played this game on the on the, com- we the computer. We played the computer lab. game, absolutely. The twins, yes. With the two, yeah, yeah. Played the computer game, watched the show, played the board game, knew the song. Just so but many things going on here. It never really captivated me the way that I think it should. Fine, fine. Is I this- didn't learn as much geography as I probably should have. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think, I think there is definitely, and and maybe because I work in an international dual language school, but I do think there's more of a shift, up like this of, of global mindedness and internationalness that there wasn't before. Well, because the internet more, made, more made immigrant- the world smaller, right? We we now know so much more about each other's right. cultures, right, and about the world at sure, large sure. than I think we ever did know back then. Sure. And it was all coming from textbooks and it was it was very hard to connect right. with geography yes. pre-internet. When you're looking at just yeah. Yeah, when you're just looking at you, stock photos of India and you're like that isn't really or not like, even there's, that. Or there's like, a different experience going on there. Like, there's more than a one video experience. or something right. on the smart board. But right. I do think there's more, like, and I think, and I think this push is happening with like immigrant families only speaking their their mother tongue at home. Okay. Which, you know, if if you come from an immigrant family, when I was a kid, all you, know, you all you did was English. You, right. Exactly. Right. You didn't you didn't speak the mother tongue because you were ashamed of it and right. you wanted the that's kids to assimilate that's to the culture. Now. That that was that during, is different. That was that very much San Diego's heyday. That's right. different now. Right. Um, so what you're saying is there was generalized xenophobia during a time in which an international terrorist was out there stealing the world's most famous art pieces and artifacts. Okay, so now you're getting into a hot topic with when you say international terrorism. Okay, but that's how that's how now it like, is. You're you're totally right. This is, is how Carmen Sandiego was built. 
okay? She was, she was a criminal mastermind. Right. She was on Interpol's top ten. Yeah, right, right. Okay, she might have been number one there with a bullet. And she was going around and stealing... Not the just Mona Lisa. not just the most famous pieces of artwork, but I think in some episodes she was stealing monuments. like the monuments, like she the like Leaning stole, Tower of Pisa. She definitely stole Mount Rushmore. She definitely stole Mount Rushmore <laughs> at one point. So my question to you, besides, is this going to resonate with kids today? Are kids going to watch this animated series? Because adults aren't going to watch this animated it series. It depends on. How I tried do. to watch the Netflix Voltron. Blech, loved okay. Voltron as a kid. Five lions becoming one robot. Not gonna watch it today, guys. Oh, it's not working for it's me. It's the same. It's the same. Yes, but it's also the same. Like example, Ducktales. If you watch an episode of Ducktales from the nineties, you're yep. like, "How did I watch?" You were talking my language right now. But if you watch the new Ducktales, it's very entertaining. Now, is it entertaining because like it's it's catering more towards me or children? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I I can't get in the mind of a child sometimes. I can and I can't. So this is what I'm saying. So Carmen San Diego, it depends on how they do it. Because like something like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles revived. That survived. Some DuckTales, again, that's another thing that's surviving. So it depends on how but I do think kids gravitate towards history because if you love uh, that little Einstein show. Yeah. Or like I'm I'm trying to think of another fact based show. Wildcrats. Wildcrats, sure. These are all fact based shows that kids Love. Okay. Wildcrats. But Wildcrats is a bunch of facts about animals. Okay, animals are a little different than geography. But, but I'll give you another shirt. I'll give you another. I'll give you another one that I don't think resonated as much, which is uh, Peabody and Sherman. Right. This they is a throwback. That. Right. They rebooted it. But that was it, just but... a movie, right? No, it wasn't. It's a. It's a Netflix oh, show. I, see, I didn't even. Yeah. See, you didn't even know but that because kids aren't talking about do... it. No, they don't talk. Oh, about Oh, it's that. fucking brilliant. I want you to fucking smoke right. a fatty one day and watch Peabody and Sherman on Netflix. It's unreal. It's Sherman. so fucking good. It's hilarious. Um. You will you will definitely not be uh, not be disappointed. But back to the other issue. So question uh-huh. one was: Will it resonate? Well, that's to be seen. Basically, to be seen. It depends on how they do it. But the other and thing who is, they hire, but the other thing is, the show. we're talking about some dangerous property here because you know we're we're living in a much more dangerous world than I think right. we were in the early '90s, in a much more cynical world, and we can't exactly have our our lead roles be in the form of sort of charismatic charismatic international terrorists as I'd like to put it you have a point I don't know I mean unless she's going around now what I would what I would personally love to see is maybe we go away from the whole like stealing stealing artifacts and things although I think that's again what the history is and what the geography comes down to so you can't exactly excise that but I'd love to see her like doing some Julian Assange and like stealing some like state secrets like let's go full spy with this but if isn't we're that going to if we're going to be talking about you know crime crime uh like I don't know I I I feel like Carmen never had a Robin Hood thing to her but she sort of got tagged as a Robin Hood figure like she's both the villain who you want to catch but you also want her to be out there forever. Like, there's something that brings right. life to the world in Carmen, right? Yeah, you, don't wanna, you don't want her to get caught. You don't want her to get over. caught. The show is definitely over, but also sort of so is, like, your life. Because, like, 
She's the only thing keeping us, you know, out of the monotony of the everyday existence. She's sort of the dream of we're going to be these globe-trotting detectives, yeah. these gumshoes, yeah. you know, and going out there and having exciting adventures in life, not yeah. being but I think, I think they need to not be so Eurocentric, though, as they were. Yeah. You know, I think they need to be more, like, I don't know, teach kids about, like, Angola. Right. Cameroon. Right. Or, like, I don't know, any country in Africa that even adults don't know. Timbuktu. Something. I'd love to see them also take on maybe Myanmar. Some... I don't know. Like, something else. Like, don't, don't just focus on, like, the superpowers of the world, which is, I, I kind of feel is what they did. That was definitely the case in the 90s. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's also see them take on some modern art, too. I'd love to see them represent something that's happening right now. And sure. not just making this about, as we're saying, about Kahende old Wiley. white people, right? Yeah. About fucking Mozart. Like, the new uh, the Kahende, uh, Kahende Wiley portraits in the Smithsonian of the fabulous. Obamas. Of the Obamas. Fabulous. Great. Let's do some Ai Weiwei. Let's be fucking edgy. Yeah, yeah, definitely right? Ai Weiwei. Yeah. Let's get out there. Yeah. There's sure. a lot of places you could go. I I think what we're we're I think, I think uh, we're pitching uh, to be on the writing so staff Netflix, of Carmen Netflix, San Diego. Netflix, if you hear this podcast, <laughs> me and Gabriel Zuger, um, we have a lot of experience in education, and 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 we're both forward-thinking educators that think we can help you. Yeah, we can consult for this show. I can also remember Diana. we can help Gina Rodriguez. We can we can be her um, personal. Consultants. We're going to help her find her inner Carmen. Uh, mm-hmm. Diana, I can remember being uh, a kid in New York City Public School and actually being market researched for an upcoming television show. Really? What yeah. show was it? They came in. I can't remember the name of the show. It was it was a Saturday morning show. It was live action. It was oh. along the lines of a ninja-style wrestling show. Nice. It was sort of like Mortal Kombat-esque. Um, but I do recall them having uh, some some producers and creatives come in and ask me and uh, other members of my class questions about like, hey, would you like if uh, they got coins for beating this challenge? And like, <laughs> what do you think this should be called? And like, da 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 da. Um, and like, feeling... get out of here, you suit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Feeling turned off. the Upper West Side, boy. <laughs> feeling, yeah. feeling turned off and at the same time curious about what the fuck was going on. Right. I, I do remember later seeing that show on television. And do I get free it, merch? Thinking yeah. it was fucking garbage. So sure. they probably listened to us too much. And, uh, it was called... Shit um, gone with their gut. What was it? Was it like the, the video game show where you jumped over oh, the Oh, that was a really good one. Yeah. What was uh, that called? Uh, it was one Nick of the, Arcade. Yeah, Nick Arcade. It was one of the Nickelodeon uh, trivia shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this one wasn't, but I love Nick Arcade. Oh, you need, oh, my to, God. You, you need <laughs> to watch the YouTube video of worst Nick Arcade player ever. <laughs> it's just this poor ch- preteen child who has... No hand-eye coordination is just like struggling to get even one coin or go up and down the ladder. Nick Arcade was that that was such a, a concept that was ahead of its time. It really right? was. It really was because people you were really getting see, in the you game. You really see that kid climb real stairs though. And not <laughs> And if you know what we're talking about, then the chances are 
you were a, you you were old enough to be in charge of a remote controller in like 1992. <laughs> you know, speaking of Nick Arcade, I did I did hear rumor that they're bringing. Are you ready for this? Oh. They're bringing Double Dare back. Oh, I, was, I knew you were going to say that. I mean, everybody's only, been waiting only, for Double Dare to come back. Only if Mark Summers comes out <laughs> of the fucking grave. Well, but I, I, I almost feel like we, we all knew Double Dare was eventually going to make a comeback because it was the most translatable one from the 90s yes. to now. And it's... it's but I've it even, stood the test of time. And it stood the test of time. But we've even seen, uh, we've even seen Double Dare ripoffs uh, come up in popular culture. There's a famous episode of Bob's Burger where they have a show called Fracas that is a straight-up parody of Double Dare. And it's perfect. I-, I could see producers at Nickelodeon being like, shit, people love Double Dare so much, they're actually inventing their own animated fucking Double Dares. We've <laughs> got to get back out there. What are we doing with our programming? Can I tell you that Double Dare is the first time I recognized my social class? <laughs> I can see where this is going. Please, no, I take don't know us if you there. Can. Take us there. So, at uh, I grew up on Long Island, and at Nassau Coliseum, they had Double Dare Live. Oh, my God. Where, like, they just did the show live. Oh, my God. Like, it was a tour, basically. Mark Summers was there. This is my wet fucking dream right now. I- I'm going to say it was, like, maybe 1990. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom took me and my sister and I think my cousins. And we were sitting like pretty close to the front row. <laughs> I guess in hopes that my mom thought we'd get picked to do like the physical challenges. Of course. Okay. So Mark Summers is like, all right, guys, we're going to pick some friends to, you know, like come up and whatever. And everyone's like, me, 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 me. Now, Nestle Coliseum is a very big place. Huge. Was a big place. I'm not sure it exists anymore. It does, but it, they've oh, okay. redone it. So if you were sitting like in the nosebleed, there's no way Mark Summers is going to come pick you no. to be on the show. No. No. This is what Mark Summers did. The host of Double Dare. He's like, all right, guys. And I remember clearly seeing him run past me up the aisle. He like... Looked like what he what was leaving the theater, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> he's running I, through see, a wall. I he left the theater, and we see him in the balcony, like with these kids that, like clearly, like they, they were like couldn't afford to sit in the seats that we were in, and he called all those kids, what all the kids on the top, and brought them all down. This is amazing, and then had them be in the physical challenges. Mark Summers basically left the theater, went out to the parking lot, no, and he picked went... <laughs> 10 kids who were throwing rocks at dead pigeons. Now, now here's the thing. Where 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 Nassau Coliseum is located, it's in uh, Uniondale, New York, New York, okay. which is a predominantly, um, it's a predominantly black community. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, there's historically... In that area, it's usually, um, you know, it wasn't always the best schools and things like that. It wasn't always the greatest, you know, uh, you know, according to whoever wasn't the greatest place to live. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, so he went up there. He took all those kids. He came down and he and then and then when he went to get a new group of kids. He went fucking back up and got another group of he kids. He went even higher, even further and he into got, the nosebleeds. Yeah, and he got kids that probably couldn't afford to sit in those seats and brought them down. And I remember I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Mark Summers, 
American hero. Yes. Fucking that, doing this is, it. Yeah. And this is and 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 at the time I was like really upset. And I was like, oh, but why did they pick me? We were sitting right here. And then I, I like, I actually realized like my white privilege. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm, I'm nine years old, like 10, nine, 10 years old. And I realized, you know, and I, and I talked to my mom in the car about it because I wasn't really sure what had happened. And I remember saying like, mommy, why did he go up um, and like go get those kids? And then I, I remember my mom said, I like, why were all those kids black? Mm. That were sitting up there. Yeah, and my mom said, "You know, well, and I didn't. Under, I don't understand like ticket pricing." Right. So she explained it to me, and she's like, "You know," and he did a nice thing because those kids probably, you know, you know, couldn't pay for the seats in the front. Their parents couldn't pay, and it was nice that he went up there because otherwise he would just pick everyone that was close to him. Right. And I was like, "Oh," she's like, "So those kids had a really nice opportunity today that they probably wouldn't have had," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So that's so. Thank God you, damn Mark Summers. Thank you, Double Dare, for showing me my thank white privilege. Thank you, Double Dare. So yeah, that's. Whoa. Anyway, that's how I learned about class differentiation, and socioeconomic. And on that on that very drive Thanks. home, Diana's third eye was opened. Yeah, and she became no, a really, woke nine year old. I did. I, I, before I, woke was invented. I, I, I just like because I as we've stated before, you are a trendsetter. You invented white privilege. But I didn't understand. You defined it. I didn't under, and wokeness. I didn't know what black poor was. I just assumed that like that black kids didn't go to my school. I didn't know why black kids didn't go to my school. I didn't know the difference between like white and black neighborhoods. It's just. Right. It's it's a total ignorance. It was the white ni- ignorance. It was the 1980s, and nobody was really talking about right. it. Right, Ronald Reagan so was president go for like go figure why you didn't childhood. understand yeah, that was yeah. happening. Yeah, so it's a very yeah, it's really interesting. So anyway, I think we call that planned ignoring. <laughs> so what were you gonna say about Double Dare? <laughs> uh, I think we we're gonna say it's coming back, and I think it's gonna open a lot of people's Listen, third Mark eyes. Summers, you continue to be as woke as you were. <laughs> Mark Summers is coming back in a big way, and he's definitely uh, he's definitely bringing the spirituality. He's bringing all the chakras, yeah, and all the uh, and people are gonna get fucking slimed out there. It's gonna be gnarly. They are. They're yeah. Gonna- they're going to try to catch ping pong balls and a hat with the bowl on the it's top. It's basically going to be like the purge, but with green slime happening to families all over the place. Now, yeah. I used to look at the families on Double Dare and on some of those other Nickelodeon Family shows. Double Dare as well. Family Double Dare. And I used to think, now that could be my family. I used to count the members of that family. Sure. I was like, oh my goodness, that is yeah. a nuclear family. Four there people. are four people. I have four people in my family. And then I would take a second to think about it and I would go... But wait, that would mean my brother would have to come. Yeah. And I would think, and he's, I don't think my brother link. would want to come. And then I also thought, I also don't think I want my brother to come. Is there any chance I could just bring a random fourth? Could I just bring a rando and, you know, sort of pull a, uh, sort of pull a Leonardo DiCaprio in, uh, like, Growing Pains kind of thing. Just like, hey, we'll just pull in a kid off the street and just, like, make him a part of our family. This'll work. Do you think that um, Family Double Dare ever had same sex couples? I do I don't think it I don't think it happened. They, Mark Summers was not that woke. I don't think they ever had same sex couples. 
Um, on I, Family Double Dare. On Family Double Dare. I, I have serious Same doubts. Same with their children. Okay. I have serious doubts if uh, they if they ever aired a, a biracial couple. Oh Family yeah, I would have serious Dare. doubts about that. Too. I don't. I don't think. Well, here's your. I don't chance. think that was really happening on Nickelodeon. Here's your chance, Family Double Dare. It's ha- well, it's gonna happen now. Yeah. There won't be a single white family on this show, probably. <laughs> the first white family will definitely come in season when I, three when, of Family Double when Dare. When I the see reboot. a white family on a commercial now, I'm like, whoa, that's progressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like a white dad and his like ambiguous daughter like is she asian is she black like you can't yeah i've also seen i've also seen a recent influx of of um of just of just straight up brits in our ads lately like people yes people with with accents who they 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 look american and they start talking and suddenly it's not an american family it's a british family or it's a half international family, and you're just oh. like, oh, that was a twist. Wow. <laughs> that happens. You know, it's funny. In my school, there's tons of, um, tons of that like British dad American. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's a, th- you know, it's yeah, it's common. I, I mean, in mom, city, mom yeah. was a GI in London, you know, right? And she met this uh, British guy and brought him back, right? Or they just, or they just met in finance. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, That's like, the much easier way. It's called Goldman Sachs. <laughs> like, Goldman Sachs bringing people together since 1904. Whenever, whenever they started. Whenever. Whenever. Yeah. They were the original Match.com, weren't they? Goldman Sachs? I believe that's FarmersOnly.com. Do you know about that one? <laughs> no, I don't think I do Oh, there's, there's TV only. ads where it's like literally like this guy on his tractor and then he goes on his laptop later that night and then goes to a bonfire with his, like, with his brewskis and meets a girl. Oh my God. And I it's love literally this. for farmers. Well, it makes sense because farmers have a hard time meeting each other. They keep, you know... They keep and such that's strict why, hours. And that's why you can go to FarmersOnly.com. It's, 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 there's totally... Go to FarmersOnly.com and type in Dull Crayons in the promo code area and receive a 50% discount for this week only. Once again, that's FarmersOnly.com. Type in Dull Crayons in the promo code, 50% discount. And then You'll be thankful you did. And if you don't find love on FarmersOnly.com, you can just head on over to ChristianMingles.net. <laughs> Or AltaVista.org. What's AltaVista? <laughs> AltaVista was the AOL before AOL. Oh. It was like the original... Uh, I didn't even know the there original was original net browser. Oh, yeah. 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 There were you net, got mail. There was net browsing before AOL. <laughs> you got mail. Wait, didn't AOL like shut down their instant messenger? You just like, it's out of business. Is AIM gone? Oh, yeah. They got rid of it like two months ago. Shut the fuck up. They're like, it's gone. That's like... That's like my teenage when like, did, sexual awakening was when did AIM. when did aim get its star on the walk of fame i don't know was that in 93 because i i think it was yeah that's wow this AOL is instant no this I, is I really blowing think my goddamn mind i really think it was look even wikipedia says was an instant messaging and, pre- and presence computer program wow uh december 15th 2017 was when it was discontinued. So it went from May 97 to 2017. So AOL Instant Messenger lasted exactly 20 years. Yep. 
turn 20 and then it, it was died. popular in the late 90s to late 2000s in North America. But AIM's popularity declined steeply in the early t- 2010s as social internet internet networks like Facebook and Twitter gained popularity. And its fall has often been compared with other once popular internet services such as MySpace. Oh, I didn't know Verizon bought AOL in t- 2015. Did you know that? I didn't know that either, but I, I do know we've recently gone from four cellular services to three cellular services after another blockbuster merger of two of our existing ones. I, can't sure I think it's T-Mobile and AT&T. They merged? Yeah, T-Mobile and, some, T-Mobile and Sprint just merged. Uh-huh. So if you're listening out there and you're on either of those things, uh, be prepared because you're about to get fucked royally up the ass. Really? Yeah, I mean, these mergers never go well without... uh... Remember Singular? (laughs) (laughs) Remember Bell Atlantic? Yeah, well, Verizon bought Bell Atlantic. Yeah. Or or, or Bell Atlantic turned into Verizon. Correct. And James Earl Jones was screwed royally out of a job. New York Telephone. Maury Sendak. Remember New York Telephone? I don't remember New York Telephone. We're all connected, New York Telephone. That was a thing. No. I remember watching those commercials. God damn. I was talking to somebody about like old jingles, and I seem to know more old jingles than than anybody I know. Catch the spirit at Spirit Airlines. Like no one remembers. You are good. No one remembers any of that shit. I'm like, was I just watching too much TV as a child? Spirits out there right now, though. They must be a new spirit. What else you got, jingle wise? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? Salino and Barnes injury attack. Oh yeah. One eight 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 eight. What what's that one? It's really old. That's still eight hundred five eight eight two three hundred Empire. That one's been around. Empire forever. has been there. Yeah, long time. Yeah. They just clean your Empire. Carpet. Love you, long time. Uh. <laughs> What else you got? Yeah, this is good. Um, I don't know, but we were talking about... Well, no, there's a middle school I went to visit. This is interesting. So I went to visit an international... An IB school, an international school that has a middle school. Chinese Immersion Middle School in New Jersey. It's like a PD day. And they were thinking... Um, the kids were trying to market some new product like like in their, in their, pro, in their project. They're going to like mm-hmm. do the speech and debate pitch thing about this new product that would help the economies connect in China to America. Like really advanced stuff for kids. So they were they made a list on the board of like um all of the taglines, like slogans they know. Sure. But they knew slogans that were like super old that I don't even think were like what? What did they know? Like they knew like old McDonald's slogans like oh, before shit. I'm loving it. What? Yeah, like it was I don't weird. even remember what the slogan was before I'm loving it. Um, I don't remember either, but I do remember. Oh, I do remember I when I was have it your way. It was food, folks and fun, food, folks and food, folks and fun. Um, like like something something McDonald's for food, folks and fun. It was food, folks and fun for like my whole childhood. What food, the folks fuck? Food, folks, and fun. And then the lady go went in the background. Food, folks, and food, <laughs> folks, and fun. Food, you know, oh no, you know the ones McDonald's for food, folks, and fun. Like so stupid, but I remember it. Like, 
Oh, no, they knew. You know what they knew? They knew the Big Red commercial. And these are like 11-year-olds. Remind they... me. What's the Big Red commercial? Um, the the Big Red, like, you know, when, like, you take the piece of gum and, yeah. then, like, it lasts longer and they're, like, kissing yeah, yeah. all the time. Like, oh shit! Like long-lasting freshness with yeah, yeah, yeah. With big red freshness, with big red. Like, how does an eleven-year-old in Princeton, New Jersey, how know the that? Fuck! But that's how like this marketing and like kids learning stuff through songs. This can is you, how this works. Can you give me another one? Are you ready for this one? Is this a Big Wheels one? No, this is my buddy. I don't want to grow up. Oh, I don't wanna. Oh, I don't wanna grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million toys at Toys R Us that I could play with, from bikes to games to video games. It's the biggest toy store there is. I don't wanna grow up, cause if I did, I wouldn't be a Toys R Us kid. You wanna grow up? I wanna grow up. I wanna be a Toys R Us kid. Or Amazing. something like that. Amazing. I think I got that verbatim. I think you had it verbatim. I had another <laughs> Toys R Us one growing up too. I had. Uh, I don't wanna grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. A million toys for girls and boys in every kind of game. There's a great store in town. A magical store with toys and fun for everyone. So come and explore. The prices are so... Uh, uh, the choices are so big, big, big. The prices are so low. This is the so come in, have a ball. You know, we've got it all at the greatest toy store. Toys are us. But we didn't keep up with Amazon and online <laughs> shopping, so now we're gone. I can't believe Toys R Us is gone forever. How about this one? Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that good cup bar. Give me a break. Woo! Give me a break. Yeah, that one. All right, this is a good one. How about um, uh, the best part of waking up? The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. How about if I start you off with uh, two all beef patties? Oh, that's the that's like that. That's rap. the one. That's, that's, that's the wrap. That yeah, that's the original wrap. I'm pretty and sure. And a special sauce or whatever. I'm yeah. pretty sure McDonald's invented wrap with two all beef patties, special sauce, single bun. That was yeah. a good one. Though. Nobody knows that fucking thing. That was yeah. a really good one. Um, have you ever seen the Flintstones? Um, try to sell Winston cigarettes. <laughs> There's a there's a commercial. It's when the Flintstones were still in black and white, and Fred and Barney like get away from the from the girls, and and like literally pull out a pack of Winston cigarettes and start smoking and saying how smooth the flavor is and how like good it is for you. They sure work hard, don't they, Barney? Yeah, I hate to see them work so hard. Yeah, me too. Um, let's go around back where we can't see him. Gee, we ought to do something, Fred. Okay. How's about taking a nap? I, I got a better idea. Let's take a Winston break. That's it. Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Yeah, Fred. Filter blend makes the big taste difference, and only Winston has it up front where it counts. Here, ahead of the pure white filter, Winston packs rich tobaccos specially selected and specially processed for good flavor in filter smoking. Yeah, Barney, Winston tastes good, like a cigarette chug. The Flintstones has been brought to you by Winston, America's best-selling, best-tasting filter cigarette. Winston tastes good, like a cigarette chug. 
It is the craziest, the craziest thing. And I'm like, they must have shown this. It, it's definitely the 50s because it was still black and white. They must have shown this to children. This is wild. Beyond are you gonna, are you gonna are you gonna play this right now? I'm absolutely playing it right now. We're gonna ADR this sucker in. Don't even worry about it. Oh, I see. I see. Betty's doing a lot of yard work yeah, right she, now. She's like beating she's the cleaning. laundry. Right. Wilma, she's beating the woolly Wil mammoth rug. Wil Wilma's lawn mowing, and they're just chilling. So the men aren't getting any sex right now. So how about they so hang out Barney behind a boulder? So pulls out Winston's out of his shirt. And the Winstons aren't animated the way they are. The no. Winstons are an actual picture. Yeah, of the box. Yeah. <laughs> and Photoshopped in back in the 1950s. Oh, flavor up front where, where it, it counts. counts. Oh, the especially rich tobacco. Processed. Especially processed. Probably in urea. Not normally processed, especially. <laughs> oh, and then the women give them, hand them their, the tools. But but they're so, they're so like high and happy when the women hand them the tools that it doesn't even matter anymore because they've already gotten I, their fucking like, fix yeah and then and then it keeps on going because this is clearly was on during the show oh yeah that's a part of the, that that was, was a buffer part, that was yeah. a bumper right right yeah. there yeah they were just gonna roll that right into the next <laughs> moment when dino eats too much of the steak and you know Here, dino have a cigarette and, after that steak. and fred beats the shit out of him <laughs> Fred just abuses his animal because again this is the 1950s when we didn't really have rescue uh, was shelters was it the 50s or was it the caveman times no. I, I don't know I don't know uh, I what, mean, what morals were like, we going with I don't here? know but yeah this, it's amazing I mean I mean it isn't amazing because they still advertise cigarettes to children and low income communities now, did did the Flintstones ever go through a swinger period? Because I mean, I I feel like that would have been happening in caveman times. That would have been pretty hot. That feels very typical, and yet they 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 feel so monogamous and family values. But they're based. always together. They are always together. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could I could probably even see sort of a Fred on Barney kind of thing going I mean, on. With, I mean, I mean, very they, close. they just had a cigarette. They did just have a post. Uh, Post-workout cigarette behind a boulder. Yeah, no women involved, nobody looking. Anyway, you should definitely type in Flintstones, Winston cigarettes, and be like, oh, America. Uh, search it up. You you really, really won't be disappointed. <laughs> no, you won't. You won't. Uh, we're going to take a it's quick It's going to be break. in the show notes page. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're definitely going to. We're going to link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Professional podcaster over here, Dazzling Diana. Yeah. Just crushing it on the mic. Super professional. We'll be right back. Okay. 